Jake. Well, we got to review our Jake show. <laughs> what time is it? It's almost 11. Holy shit. Half an hour. we got to write our, a blog entry, by the way. Don't we? Yeah, we should. We'll we behind. Yeah, how many concerts do you have to fill up? I had started a draft on CPM. I'll let you guys do your podcast. I'll see you Saturday. No, no, I don't want to join any of your reindeer games. You know. All right. Well, we'll be in touch. Okay, you guys take care. Good seeing you, Mick. All right, see you, Joe. All right, we'll see you Saturday. Right early. It's too bad we shouldn't have recorded him talking about the Springsteen concert. Maybe I know where Springsteen talked about Detroit, Ohio. At least he's the way he had to come clean. He's like, you know, what do you got to do? <laughs> Everybody witnessed it. Well, uh, I, I talked to him earlier about it, and he said that afterwards Springsteen put on a hell of a show. So I guess he felt so guilty that he put like 110% into it, and it turned out to be an awesome concert. Yeah, I guess like three hours or something. Yeah, and he did uh, the Detroit medley, and, and well, they, they had probably already planned on Born to Run all the way through. Yeah, that was announced before. Yeah, they've been doing that for a few shows or something. So, but uh, it's, it it strikes me as funny because Bono did the same thing a few years back at the at the Palace, talking about Detroit, Ohio. <laughs> But it was at the end of the show where he's saying goodnight to everybody. He's, it was right after he said, this concert means a lot to us because our security crew is from this area. And then a minute later, he's talking about Detroit, Ohio. <laughs> well, they're from another country. Yeah, I know. That's, that's what I'm kind of thinking. It's like, hey, you know, I don't know. I don't know the counties in Ireland. Exactly. So, you know, Detroit, Ohio is okay. But then, right after the concert, um, U2.com used to have a message board where they would split the different concerts into different discussion boards and they labeled ours Detroit, Indiana. <laughs> so it's like Bono gets it wrong, the website gets it wrong. Eventually, you know, Detroit, Illinois, Detroit, Canada, eventually they're gonna strike gold with Detroit. Maybe there is Michigan. Detroit in all those there are Detroits in other other states. Yeah. But anyway, isn't that interesting? Exactly <laughs> how interesting we are. <laughs> Oh, what the hell is the date? <laughs> check the I've, been up. I've been screwed up at work because my second desk, I have a 2010 calendar up, but not a 2009. And I've been... It's amazing how Why you just you look at a yourself? calendar. I know, because I didn't So every a, day is January 1st. It's my, It's a second desk, and, it's, and I keep... Making your life harder. Yeah, I know. Your summer. I have hard enough time with regular calendars for the right years. No kidding. He's stuck having to look at his phone to know what day it is today. But the year is. That's kind of funny because my data entry, I have to do everything three days ahead. So I'm always at a loss of what the date is. I'm always thinking it's three days ahead. That's what I'm concentrating on. So it's Monday, January, uh, November 22nd or whatever. Well, the year is 2009. I was going to say 2009 or 2010. Damn it. Do it. The year is 2009. Everybody, it's time to drop the 2000s thing. It's gone on way too long. So we're going 
2009? 2009 and 2010, I would say everybody has to start saying 2010. Yeah, that is easier to say. Yeah, I do say that. I think because, I, I mean, a century ago. <laughs> well, if you do it, it's a bad robot voice, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, robot. Marshall. Yeah. Uh, year is 2009. Good it is you. the 18th of November. Because nobody said class of right, 1,981. It was called 1,800. <laughs> or 902. That's a little better than half as good as 1,800. Yeah. And you're wasting away on the North Coast. This is Amigo Chabot. Mike. And Mickey. One of my New Year's resolutions was to stop saying 2,000. And I think that was like in 2005 or something. <laughs> I thought you said Yeah, I think you said it on yeah, the podcast. I did. It was like yeah, one of my... We did resolutions. I'm sick of this 2000 stuff. We don't spell out the year. I mean, come on, give me a break. But that doesn't live very long. <laughs> I think you're right, though. 2010 is going to bring the end of the whole thing. Yes. Yeah, easier to say. Other people are saying 2010. It's, it's, it's cool to say. Yeah, I noticed with, so with, the, with the new movie that opened up, 2012, nobody's saying 2012. They're all saying 2012. Oh, okay. And then we're going to catch on just in time, and then the world's going to end. So, you know, congratulations, yeah. everybody. All for nothing. Yeah, I'd rather not know <laughs> that the world's going to So let's, uh, well, we might as well just hop right into the gospel from the coast. Okay. I see Mickey has his teleprompter ready. Yeah, uh, the last week in Buffett. Was teleprompter, yeah. <laughs> Two, actually. <laughs> November 4, Wednesday. Goodbye, hello. Peter Mayer's album of Beatles songs becomes available for order at littleflockmusic.com. Although, according to what I saw, copies did not get sent out till November 10, but the fan sites are saying that the album is available on November 4. Jimmy duets with Peter on Rocky Raccoon, which is why we're probably going to be, be reviewing the album sometime in the future. Uh, he also, I mean, obviously, uh, he performed with Peter Mayer a few times during the tour. And in fact, the track on the CD is a live track, and as far as I can tell, it originates from the August 15th show in Chicago. So when Jimmy introduces the song by thanking Peter for, for being on his CD, Jimmy wasn't actually on the CD until he recorded him saying he was on the CD, so it's like a mind-blowing <laughs> yeah, track to listen to. I'm so confused. <laughs> You're blowing my mind. And uh, no, Yellow Submarine is not on the album. Hmm. November 5, Thursday, Jimmy makes another surprise appearance at Baz's Bar on St. Bart's. There are videos on YouTube of Son of a Son of a Sailor and No Woman No Cry. From my theme song playlist. <laughs> <laughs> November 7, Saturday, Jimmy performs a full-length show at Les Select on St. Bart's for their 60th anniversary. There are YouTube videos of this available, plus a humorous video by Jim Mayer of the Coral Reefers getting lost on the way to the concert. Did you guys see that video, by the way? No. It's worth checking out. I mean, it's just it's a cute little yeah, slice of life of being on the road in Gustavia, St. Bart's. And I got a kick out of it because I, I, I didn't recognize where they were, but I kind of recognized the look of the place because I was in Gustavia for an afternoon. November 11, Wednesday, Mac McAnally is crowned Musician of the Year at the CMAs for the second year in a row. And he was also up for Musical Event of the Year for Down the Road with Kenny Chesney. Urgh, Kenny Chesney, I'm prostrating the throat. But the award went to Brad Paisley and Keith Urban for Start a Band. 
November 14, Saturday. Radio Margaritaville page at Sirius.com still shows Jimmy is scheduled to perform in Orlando, Florida on this night. But Jimmy and Mac use their night off to join the Zach Brown Band on stage at the Sunset Cove Amphitheater in Boca Raton, Florida. And yeah, that's Mike, the band that I've been mentioning. You, you mentioned them before. Then, then I was listening to Radio Margaritaville. I said, hey, this band's pretty good. I should tell Mike about it. Then I started thinking... <laughs> I think this is the band Mike told me. About. <laughs> Wait a minute, and I wanted to ask that you, before, and it's been in the back of my mind. And then all of a sudden, you mentioned it again this week in the email. November fifteenth, Sunday, Jimmy performs at Landshark Stadium prior to the Dolphins vying with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. November seventeenth, Tuesday, Jimmy and the Coral Reefers, augmented by Elo Ferreira and Jake Shimabukuro, resumed the summer school tour. In Charlottesville, Virginia Nobody from nowhere was added to the first half A lot to drink about was moved to the second half There was no intermission As Jake and Robert G stayed on stage for a while My guitar gently weeps Elo's song was Let Me Love Again Again Yellow Submarine was not performed And the final song was Lovely Cruise During the pre-interview, Jimmy let on that he had played the new album, Buffet Hotel, to his sisters while driving to the Zac Brown show last Saturday. And speaking of the album, which will be released December 8th, by the way, it's the subject of a poll on our Facebook page, which is accessible at wastingaway.net slash Facebook. Jimmy has been pronouncing the title Buffet Hotel, and so the poll question is, do you think that's going to influence the way you pronounce the name of the album? No. You're going to call it Buffet Hotel? I'm kind of leaning toward Buffet Hotel. Really? So I would answer a yes to that poll. I'm wishy-washy right now. But I'm not going to give away because I don't want to taint the poll. <laughs> I think... The more Jimmy says Buffet Hotel, the more I'm leaning to calling it Buffet Hotel. I know. I like, I, now I might lean your way because I just saw the way you phonetically spelled it. <laughs> On your teleprompter, he spelled it B O O F A Y. Yeah, when he first that's said gonna it, be in my head now. I, I think Mickey just influenced me. When he first said it, I thought he was just kind of being silly, but he's consistently called it Buffet Hotel, which seems like no, that's not what we heard early on. It seems like an exaggerated way to say buffet, but maybe that's the southern way to say buffet. Buffet Hotel. The first time I remember talking about it, he said Jimmy. He heard, we heard Jimmy talking. He said he called it buffet. The first time. No. Now, when Jimmy mentioned it, he said buffet. I think the, the first, first time, time I heard him say it was on the Jimmy Fallon show, and he called it buffet hotel. Maybe that's. I thought I heard something, uh, some interview on Radio Margarita. Hmm. Hmm. Could I have that possibly in the audio archives? Thought so because it doesn't. I don't. Doesn't stick out for me. Check the tape. This is uh, news for Scott. Buffet news. <laughs> Buffet world. <laughs> Report that Margaritaville rum is at last being spe- being sent to wholesalers for distribution. The four flavors of rum, coconut, spice, silver, and dark, and are being served at Jimmy's Margaritaville cafes. And uh, we can only assume that this is the first step toward nationwide availability after Scott has been taunted by this for a year. All this year he's been taunted. And it might Soon this, come to pass that he can if actually can find get something. We got to get together right away. Margaritaville rum. Sorry, I'm talking over you. We we got to have a. We got to test rum it out party. right away. Yeah, rum yeah. tasting party. A rum launch party. Okay. Sign me up. And looking into the future, 
We've got uh, some upcoming shows for, as far as I know, the last leg of the summer school tour, at least of this year. We've got a show on Thursday, November 19, which will be or would have been in or had been in Toronto, Canada. Saturday, November 21, Mohegan Sun, Connecticut. Tuesday, November 24, the tour ends at Madison Square Garden. Also, Radio Margaritaville will, will premiere the recording of the Paris show on Thanksgiving evening at 7.15 p.m. Eastern during their big Alice's Restaurant Marathon. Uh, this is the first time we'll be able to have hear, heard it, and the concert was recorded on September 26, 2009 at La Segal in Paris. The hair's well, down. The hair's down. <laughs> Jennifer after dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. I might do while the guys are counting out their money, let's listen Here. to uh, excerpts from the Charlottesville show there. in our concert roundup. Well, I thought it was done last show, but here we are with more concerts to talk about. I feel good. <laughs> in the words of Bruce Springsteen, hello, Ohio. <laughs> Poor Bruce, I, you know, I feel his pain. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we love Bruce. He's a good friend, you know, and I'm sorry that, you know, that got out there. But, you know, why didn't the roadie, after the first time, crawl on the stage like our guys would have done and held a note under his his eyes? What do you think about that? Mike Utley? Well, I'll tell you, Jimmy. I tell you, if it was Ross Riddle, our dear friend from Sound Image, would have been there. He would have been signaling, and there would have been signaling right going on. But I can tell you by being in the middle, sometimes you miss the signals. Yeah. Well, I did not vote. I know where I am. Oh, Charlottesville, Charlottesville, Virginia. Virginia How many years ago was it we were here? Uh, it was 20 years ago well, today. today. <laughs> and we, we played here on Safe Sex Day. I remember that. Safe Sex. Yes, they gave condoms out. At the entrance, it was at the old uh, pavilion across the street here. I, I don't know the name of that, I but... Either. I just came back 20 years later to see how that safe sex stuff worked out. How did it work? Did I don't know. Straight? Coleman, how did that work for you? <laughs> I, I see a lot of young people in the audience, so I don't yeah, think it so worked Yeah, so we regenerated, but I always liked this town. I don't know why it took us 20 years to get back I here. Know, you know, town. we've great just been busy, busy. Great college town. Yeah. Great college town. A lot of history town. here, too. Yes, a lot of history. We paid our respects to uh, President Jefferson that today. That we sure did. That was a unique experience. Yes, it was. <laughs> we went out there and ate at Monticello. I mean, I designed my, one of my gardens after a garden it, in when Monticello. You lived in Nashville, That's that right. That garden was based on Thomas Jefferson. Listen to you. You are a wealth of bubbling. You're like a champagne glass <laughs> flowing over with knowledge tonight. <laughs> He, he, didn't he do 25 strains of black-eyed peas? That's right, yeah. black-eyed peas yeah. and, <laughs> and right risotto. Risotto. For those of you who don't know, that's France. rice. Yeah, right. <laughs> and <laughs> ice cream. Ice cream. Thomas Jefferson brought gelato, gelato. over, I think. Yeah. Rodney, fact-check that yeah, right. for me, will you? Yeah, now, I've got a good idea now because I've been listening to you guys do this interview yes. thing since we decided to do this. Scares the shit out of you. Yeah, now, scares the it? shit yeah. out of me. You're trying to make Steve Huntington... Cuss on the radio. <laughs> he did. He did. He said shit on he the did radio. Say shit on the I was radio. looking for more. <laughs> but he was so nervous doing that. He was. Yeah. yeah. I felt sorry for old Steve, you know. Well. Yeah, in former life, that would have cost him his job. Here. Uh, that's true. Eh. Nah, not on, not on the first pirate radio. <laughs> no, no, no. But. And look who it is. Well, you know, look who's flown in from Beijing. Dignitaries back here like crazy. It's Jake Shimabukura and the musician of the year, CMA musician of the year, Mac McAnally. Hey.
Candygram for Mongo. <laughs> Candygram, Candygram for Mongo. All right. <laughs> okay, so give us a few notes of what it feels like. How do you become musician of the year? Can well, first you got to strum up. And strum then, up. <laughs> then you just let gravity look, take hold. And look, Elo's back. back. It's Elo, just thousands going, of people here. <laughs> how are you doing, guys? Elo's, uh, yeah, we're heading on. Elo's not going to Canada. He's not crossing the border. <laughs> no calls for me. No calls for me. No, no, no. But if you can see Elo on, what, Monday night on Jimmy Fallon or That's Tuesday? That's right. Monday night. Yeah, Monday night. Monday night on the Jimmy Fallon show and at Joe's Pub in New York City. Yeah. And we're going to broadcast Elo. Tonight? tonight? Charlottesville, Ohio. No, no. <laughs> Charlottesville, Virginia. Right. What's the name of the club? The club tonight. Oh, Elo, he's at the Southern, That's at the corner of First and the Mall. First and the Mall. You guys are a wealth of knowledge. We, you know, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, Black Eyed Peas, and Elo. Since we have seen Elo last, Elo went to Key West, a meeting of the minds. So, Elo, what was your first impression of Key West? That was great. I gotta tell you, that was really crazy. A lot of parrot heads. <laughs> that was party hard all days. Uh, and nights. What happened at night? At nights, too. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, we got to go to work now, Elo. All right, and then. Jake, get over here, Jake. Okay, can we tell, can we tell about the upcoming gig? Oh, or is that, is that top secret? It's still top secret. Okay, forget that. Okay, all you people out there want to know where Jake is, forget what I just said. Completely erase that from your mind. How are you, Jake? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Great to have you back. I, always, oh, I thought I wouldn't you. see you again until, like, uh, the Olympic Games or something. But, you know, <laughs> when we left you last. And where have you been? Um, yeah, we're just uh, touring up and down the, the East Coast. And, and uh, we're you got this East Coast down. You know the states by their names and things yeah. now. <laughs> Thank you. But it's great to have you back. And... Uh, I think we're ready. This is going to be good. All right. We've got the entire cast of thousands up there tonight. <laughs> there goes Roger, but we're not going to interview him. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're in Charlottesville, Virginia tonight. Charlottesville, Virginia. And uh, we're doing a Jesse Winchester song, but I talked to Jesse. We thought he was going to be our surprise guest, but he's in Ontario visiting his daughter. Oh, okay. But, but he said to tell you hello. Oh, we're good. And Mac. Tell, tell him hello. And Jesse, if you're listening. Yeah, we're this going out to you now. We're doing Rumba Man. That's tonight. right. We're doing Rumba okay. Man. Okay. That's on it's that new all album? that new. Thank you, Coleman. Coleman. You're good. That Coleman. new album, Buffet De Hotel, coming Bu up. December 8th. Now, I listened to it the other night. I must, because, you know, we've been we've listened to this stuff a lot. So. Yes. But I gave it the car test there, and then I was driving to the Zach Brown show down in Boca Raton. How did it, how did it ride? It rode good. Oh, it yeah. rode good. I was in the back, and I had both of my sisters visiting, and they hadn't heard it. So we, you know, we had a drive. We had a designated driver. We were drinking a little red wine, and we were giving it the road test. And it, oh, that's good. It works. It, it works. Good. And then I had the sister test, you know, and they can, they can, they, they can, probably they can, nail you. They can <laughs> knock me upside the head like they used to do. I mean, yeah. that's a, you know, my sister's on red wine. That's a test. <laughs> You know, one of them, one of them. Yeah, never mind. But uh, I gave it the backyard test. Good. Yeah. Backyard test. Were you drinking when you listened to it? But I think you could. I think honestly to say, I think this this record sounds good with wine or whatever you're. You know, if you're on medical marijuana, it probably sounds good with that too. But straight, it's good straight too. Yeah, it works. Well, that's not straight. Where did that? What the hell are you talking about, Coleman? Okay, that's it. You're off the radio. Uh, 
Okay, thanks, everybody. Radio Margaritaville, the last run all the way from Charlottesville to New York City. So uh, we're going to go do it uh, tomorrow back to the land of my forefathers, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. On Thursday? Well, I'm going tomorrow, but I'm not playing till Thursday. You are so critical. God, that's it. I'm out of here. Thanks, everybody. We're going to work. Are you having a little problem, Mr. Utley? It's just a small problem. <laughs> just a small one. It is, great. it is really great to be back, and uh, I don't know what it took me so long. I must have, I must have gone. I think I got uh, abducted by aliens and went to Tralfamador and then finally got back to Charlottesville. Yeah. I can promise you one thing. It won't be 20 years before I come back because that would make me very, very old. Yeah, we got, we got everybody in summer school tonight, and ta -da 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 -da, the CMA Musician of the Year. <laughs> Mr. Mac McAnally. Well, tell us. You didn't have to wear an outfit. You weren't on television. I didn't have to diet. I didn't have to wear an outfit. It's the best award I've ever won. <laughs> Did they give you any money? No money. No money. That's the record no. business for you. <laughs> Prospects. That and, uh, and uh, did that work at Starbucks? Did anybody buy you uh, like a raisin bun or anything? Well, a lot of personal satisfaction. Let's see what happens, you know, in those musician of the year careers right here. Part of our wild summer was spent bringing our, our dear friend over. You might have seen him down at Meeting of the Minds or around us, Mr. Elo Feira from Cap Verde. Hey, guys. Elo's been in and out, and we've been uh, having a great time, and uh, we're going to New York City, and Jimmy Fallon Monday night, right? Elo That's comes correct. to That's America. Correct. I mean, if you're up that late, you know, I've been up that, I've been up that late before. Have you, Mike? With you. With me. Oh, thank you very much. Sarah Palin and Levi Johnston ought to slug it out on MTV. Hey, when the volcano blows, you know where I'm going to go? Skinny dipping in the Caribbean Sea. Wait. Good things happen in bars after shows like this. I'm living testimony to that. Traveling around the world and the country, uh, it's always interesting to see after work and they're closing the bar, you check out the, the graffiti in the bathrooms and there's a lot of, a lot of interesting information up there. So uh, this is one, I remember one I saw in Captain Tony's bar once it said, life and ink run out at the same time. And it was signed the squid. And uh, not a lot of biology majors out there. Well, Maybe I should tell you the ones that I saw in the women's bathroom. No. If you hadn't been surfing, uh, you're going to want to go after you hear this. This will probably be the first and only song about surfing that I will ever write. So uh, I thought about doing a whole album, but God, who wants to listen to that? I mean, <laughs> one's enough. And we'll, uh, we'll send this out for anybody who brought somebody here on their 40th birthday. I mean, maybe there's 
Mitch Mayweather. I remember that one. That was about the last time I was here, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I go for younger women who live with several of our they come back one day and they still could manage to smile. Competing frenzy in Charlottesville on a Thursday night. And the great Coral Reaper band, our Roger Hoochie Coochie Goose on the drums back there. Hoochie Coochie. I got water. Mr. Michael Yoda Utley on the keyboards right there. It's been a love. Lovely queen. Thank you again, Jesse Butcher's Crossing. It's been a lovely crew. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. It's been a lovely crew. Lovely Ago, almost, we went to the Ark in Ann Arbor and saw Jake Shimabukuro, I think, one of our favorite guest coral reefers. And so I'm glad we did this, by the way. I'm glad we, we thought about not going because life was getting in the way. But how could we not go? We thought about not going, but how lame are we? Yeah. I know I had to. Uh, yeah, Jake is playing right here in our own backyard. We need to. We didn't see him in August. He wasn't here in August because he was performing at Lincoln Center on right. the same night that Jimmy was at Pine Knob. Right. So here's our chance to even everything up. But we took our uh, sweet time getting tickets. We're just lazy sacks of crap. Yep. And I even had my daughter doing her first chorus concert in high school that same night. But luckily, since that, that thing was nice and short, since the school year is new. So I, I, I'm very glad that I made the drive out that lonely drive by myself. Yeah, Mike and I concert. made the decision to go the morning of the concert. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go alone. Oh, you had you had a conflict too, didn't you, Mike? That same night. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. It was, it was dog graduation day. <laughs> our uh, our dog was in intermediate uh, training class. Intermediate. And it was the big day. He had his cap, <laughs> picture taken, and everything. And uh, so both your offsprings had a special night. Yeah. Yeah. So luckily, uh, both our favorite offsprings. My wife was able to uh, fill in for me on, on uh, dog graduation day. Because it was me and Andrew that had been taking them to class every time. So she stepped in and filled in. So then Mick, Mick and I met up at Bear Mountain for a... Uh, I missed all this. It's actually called Grizzly Peak, it's called Grizzly Peak. but you witty guys call it Bear Mountain. <laughs> Nothing stops the humor with you guys. <laughs> it was an honest mistake, though. Oh, is that where it's from? Yeah, I actually said he called it Bear I Mountain. I know it's not called this, but I keep thinking Bear Mountain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we didn't until we walked up oh, to it. Oh, okay. Goes, so you're making fun of Schmo. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay, then it's great. That's no, we're going to just say it's called Grizzly Peak. Yeah. Thumbs up. Good job. <laughs> I just I knew that wasn't the name, but all I could think of was he Bear Mountain. Bear Mountain. I see a bear, I see a mountain. Grizzly, to quote, to and there's quote, a big GP on the door. <laughs> 
then we, after our little dinner, we went over to the Ark to wait in line for Will Call. I bought the tickets early, which was kind of stupid. It would probably have been cheaper if I just bought them at the box office. But you never know. We figured might as well get them ahead of time just in case. Who knows? There might be a sudden rush of Parrot Head showing up and buying out all the tickets. As it was, it was pretty close to being sold out, though. They did not seat for compa- for capacity. Yeah, they put the table seats. Yeah, and off to the sides, they were still open. Oh, was there? So it didn't yeah. sell out. Plus, it's a four hundred plus little pl- four hundred seat little place, but they didn't set up for four hundred. Should we do the uh, will call story? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's key. Okay. <laughs> While we're waiting in line, <laughs> or should we go? Should we go into detail about how you uh, forgot to visit the restroom before we left the <laughs> well, restaurant? I wouldn't go that far. But... <laughs> I, I wasn't you're, dire you're street. You're dancing on the balls of your feet. <laughs> I was when are they going to open the doors? the doors at 7 o'clock, right? <laughs> 7.30. Oh, really? I thought it was 7 o'clock. So I yeah, we, we both figured it would be 7 o'clock at the latest. Come on. So doors, 7.30, show 8 to pee, and then, and then uh, I finally couldn't take it anymore. I mean, we first got there with just a handful of people, and, and then, you know, so we were up to nearly the front of the line. And I couldn't take it anymore. I, started, I was going to walk over to the Irish pub there and use their bathroom. I started to walk away, and then the will call guy walks up. Yeah, the, the guy comes out and goes, will call? Anybody got will call? Yeah. And I raise my hand, and he comes over to me, and he goes, you got any uh, photo ID? Just like that tally on the website, have your photo ID and the credit card you used available. I take my wallet out, open it up, and it's empty. <laughs> <laughs> And I had just dashed back thinking, okay, they're going to open the doors. And I see Mick opening his wallet, and he's frantically going through the wallet looking for yeah, his ID. There should, be, there should be like three credit cards in there, my driver's license, and a couple other cards and stuff. I mean, it, I hadn't been robbed. The money was in there, but my ID and stuff were gone. The little slots, the first couple slots were empty. And I'm thinking, I know I took the credit card out to buy the tickets in the afternoon, it's possible that I left the cards on the top of my keyboard, which means I am a complete total moron. Plus, I drove all this way without a driver's license in my possession. And I'm frantically searching for everything, and I, I, take, out, uh, I, I take out my AAA driver's insurance card, and, sh- and luckily enough, it had my name printed on the bottom of it. And he goes, that's good enough for me. And he said, so do, do you have anything with your name on it? That's all. As yeah. long as something has your name on it. Yeah, first thing it pulled up didn't. It was your insurance card. That didn't. Which might have had my name on it. Actually, I just didn't think it did. But thinking back, thinking back, I might have had my name on it. But my AAA card had you no know, large it emblazoned on the bottom my full name. And he goes, "That's good enough." And it just so happened that my tickets were on top, probably because they start with A. Yeah. My name starts with A. So I got the tickets and was so relieved. But then I'm wondering, where the hell is my ID? And then it occurred to me afterwards, I th- it might have been while you were gone, while you went off on your little expedition for a restroom, that I had used my ATM I didn't go card. to the restroom until after you went back to the car and came oh, okay. back. Because really? I was dying when you went oh, to the car. Oh, did you double check at the car? Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I That's all right. I was just hopping around. Geez, you're going to get back. Uh, are they going to open the doors? I was worried they were going to open the doors when you were out. Wow. I had both tickets. If I was smart, I would have given Mick his ticket in case he got back. If you were smart. Yeah, you should have said, hey, wait a second, let me pee first. I, I was in a daze. I thought no, I'd I already gone. Maybe they'd open the doors. I didn't want to get out of line. So then... Uh, 
Yeah, I went back to the. I'm, I'm, it suddenly dawned on me that I had my my ATM card with me because I stopped at the ATM on the way to Ann Arbor. So obviously, I had my ATM. And then I realized that after going to the ATM, I dropped my wallet in the car, and had spent a couple blocks moving my heel around on the floor of the car trying to get my wallet close enough so I could actually reach down and pick it up. And I realized my ID is probably sitting on the bottom of my car. And it was. The, yeah, it was in the, the floor of the driver's seat. But I was, my car was right under a light, so the ID was gleaming and waving to people. So I'm glad that I did go back. But I, I swear that I that you had already gone to the restroom when I took off, and I feel bad. Because I, I went like right after you got back. So this is like, we're so old. Your, your stuff's out of your wall. You don't know where the hell it is. You you forgot. You first of all, you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, he went before we left Jersey Peak. I thought ah, doors open at seven. I'll, I don't have to go. I'll be fine. Uh, but I even told you guys. And then you forgot your watch that day. Yeah, that's right. I didn't have my watch. <laughs> what did I forget? I forgot something. I forgot what I forgot. I always wore my watch. Oh, that was the day after I uh, when I went to the concert for my daughter. For some reason, you forget your watch. once or twice a year this happens. I don't have my wallet. But I was able to have a kid go to the house, get it, and bring it to me. And I had to go through all the jokes and stuff, finally get my wallet with all its money. And then uh, then I, I felt whole again. Because I didn't want to stop at the house on the way to the show and make myself even later. So, a bunch of old men. <laughs> but you... Uh, and then it wasn't... Um, they've got, like, reserved seating, which is metal rows of chairs mounted to the floor and then they've got general seating which is just folding chairs on the floor which is what they had for Roger Klein this time they had little circular tables right against the stage with the chairs around the table so there was lots of open space behind it and uh, when we got in everybody was just aiming for the first side of the stage Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking screw that let's go to the other side of the stage so we immediately went to the right side of the stage and got a little table right at the corner the right side of the stage, so that was pretty nice. Terrific, right there. We terrific were at, at the stage. No, yeah, right we there. And the guys, we saved the seat. For saved snow. the seat. I, uh, they gave me a. They, they did a solid. Practically on the stage. I know. <laughs> In fact, the stage was cramping me. <laughs> I got a little stiff and sore. You could have. Everybody else is claiming all the yeah. seats around us. I should have just put my feet up on the stage. The stage was actually in my way, but I'm not complaining. It was just funny. That was in my way when I got there because I arrived in the third song. And had to go to the bathroom, ironically enough. Really, really bad. <laughs> but it just... So I walk in. <laughs> but I knew that I only had like 15, 20 minutes before they said they'd close the box office and wouldn't be able to get my ticket at will call. Hmm. And when I walked in, the, the, it just sounded so awesome. As soon as I walked in, I could hear him playing. You couldn't hear it on the street. You walked five feet, you could hear it playing his day. And they had a video screen going right at, right there at the front door. Yeah, yeah this was news to us door, since yeah. we've never been outside. So there's a video feed during the show that we don't have. But uh, and she, they didn't. It's funny. Ironically enough, I don't know if it's ironic. They didn't ask for an ID for me. I mean, I just said my name, and she just handed me the tickets. <laughs> there was just a f- couple. There was like three packets of tickets yeah. left. So, uh, but but these guys had a seat, and I was able to sit right at the stage and enjoy. Yeah, it. I was wondering when you showed up, how are they going to do this? Because the concert. It's it's not like a rock concert. You're not being overwhelmed with a with the noise from a band. It's just Jake and his ukulele. So and there are some wondering. passages that are pretty quiet too. Yeah, he'll play really softly, and the crowd is just so attentive. Yeah. I could hear the air conditioning running behind yes. me. Yep. 
It was so quiet. It was something else. It's and then I'm wondering, are they going to let people just kind of blunder in? Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Stepping on people's toes. Just the bathroom. I'm coming back now. Eh? But uh, I don't know if they held you back or if it just worked out. But you you showed up between songs while the crowd was applauding. So well, was, I went to the uh, during the song. I went to the wrong side where you guys were. I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember what the text said. I didn't look. Then someone said I said oh, I was going to wait outside the doors till the song was done and they said go on in so I went in and I saw Mick and I just realized I should go back out and around and go to that side of the stage there's like another entrance mm. there's two entrances stage left stage right so then I went all the way to I guess it would be stage left yeah and yeah, that that door as you come in there's a little bit of a tunnel that's where the soundboard guy is but I did wait you could go in there and it's, it's like you uh you're like, like I said, it's a little tunnel. There's some risers, so you're just sitting there, and then the song ended, and then I walked in. I definitely waited for the song to end. But it's amazing. People do move, a, but you don't really hear them. But, yeah, I, there was no way I'm going to go to the seat right next to the stage during a song. Yeah, we're So I had to hurry up during the uh, time between the songs. You were able to claim your seat. There was no leg room at all, just room enough for the chair itself. Mm-hmm. But that was awesome. You squeezed in. It was, it, yeah, was, it was neat. Yeah. Better was, than front row seats. Yeah. And he's plugged in with that instrument. And uh, and he played, he played the same ukulele the whole night. Didn't switch out, didn't mm-hmm. break a string. He, he did break a string, I kept thinking. Yeah. Not breaking a string. Not exactly. He was, you know, really going, strumming the crap out of it. I thought for sure he'd be breaking strings left and right. Not once. He's never switched instruments. He's doing every sound you could possibly get out of that instrument, banging on it, yeah. not hitting strings. I mean, every way you can make sound from that that instrument, he's yeah. doing. Yeah, he's doing harmonics. He's, he's, he's you know hitting it for he's percussion. percussion. He, he's uh, bending it. It's, it's it was amazing. Yeah, and the show. So I missed though. I missed the first two songs entirely, and uh, and they were good songs. He started out, you yeah. know, really. Uh, he started out really with a strong. new single called Anon. Oh, and that's that that was available, and that's on YouTube, all over YouTube. Okay. Yeah, um, I looked for it on iTunes. It doesn't seem to be available on iTunes, or if you just have to buy. You, a CD it was at single. the show. There was a CD. Yeah, I don't know if you have to buy a CD single of it, or if maybe you can buy it through the Amazon Music Store. I know it's not on iTunes. I couldn't find it on iTunes. So the, the first songs were really good. He started out strong. Yep. I was surprised that he played While My Guitar Gently Weeps so soon. According to my uh, little set list that I jot- jotted down, it was the fifth song. Really? It seemed like it was, it was only like my second song, so I thought, holy crap, how much did I miss? <laughs> Is this the finale? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, I missed the whole... He's going to go off and then come back and do an encore now, I'm thinking. And uh, he also did two other Beatles songs. I forgot that he... that I I knew he'd done in my life, but I forgot about it. But he also did Norwegian Wood. And Norwegian Wood was really interesting because that was the one he did all the multi-tracking to. Yeah, yeah like a really salute cool. to uh, yeah, Les, Les Paul. Paul. Les yeah. Paul's uh, um, multi-tracking. He had the, what K.T. Tunstall would call the Wee Bastard. Yeah. I don't know what he, I don't know what Jake calls it, but K.T. Tunstall calls it the Wee Bastard. And uh, he multi-tracked himself. That was really And that was cool. awesome. Yeah. Keep 
tapped on the, the little box, you could hear the button click. I could see it too. Yeah, you could see so close. But he did it. It was so precise, exactly yeah. what he recorded. Because he had you have to do it like exactly on the beat. Don't do it. And, and my brother uses one of those too, and he's he, it's easy to screw it up. He yeah. says it's really tricky. And here he is, you know, he's and he nailed it this right right beat and. Numerous times because he kept layering over. And probably the most noteworthy song of the night was the first encore where uh, he was talking about cover versions that he did, and I think we were all thinking he was going to break into Thriller because that's the one he's been working on most recently. But this cover was Bohemian Rhapsody. And the, and the audience immediately, as soon as he said it, ooh. <laughs> The entire song with just one ukulele. Yeah. Yeah. Guys playing a ukulele. And Bohemian Rhapsody. From start to finish, the whole. Yeah, just all of it. Not just one little part. Not the rock part. I thought everybody was going to start doing the Wayne's World thing. And I was ready to do it. I did it a little bit, but I didn't want to. Nobody else was doing it. I tried, but he was kind of. He was kind of more focused. Yeah, he was. Yeah, his driving. And the final encore was Ave Maria, Schubert's Schubert's Ave Maria, done um, acoustically, which is kind of weird because they're all done acoustically. But he just he pulled out the unplugged. Yeah, unplugged. I guess yeah, it's a better way. He played it over the mic. Yeah, he pulled out the pickup and just played it directly, like old school. Yeah, for the final song, and it was almost like that was spontaneous to me. I don't know yeah, that's, what, everywhere that's he goes. what I thought at first, but then I'm wondering, I bet he does it. No, he has to know right. how it sounds. He, he, I bet he... Yeah, but I bet, I wonder... He tells the, the sound guy that, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, we're going to do this yeah, on plug. Exactly, yeah. it's part of the act. But I mean, do you think he but does that But at the time, I'm thinking, venue? wow, this is special. Yeah. But do you think every venue, I meant only in certain venues would he do that? Uh, yeah, who's, who's to say that's a standard encore? But I wouldn't be surprised if he does do that as an encore that he... Was unplugged. Yeah, it's a little gimmick, but it, it's cool. Works. We think. I mean, we can't. We, no, I yeah, we don't know. We I didn't think it was the only time. We just, we just have that feeling. Yeah, I didn't think that's the only time. I just figured, well, well, then you like this where it would sound better because he's not using the mic or just to talk. He's not singing. Yeah, that's right. Mama he, mia, mama mia. <laughs> he gave. Yeah, he, he did not do. Uh, any vocals whatsoever, no. but he did introduce each song with a nice little story. In fact, I'm disappointed in the live CD <laughs> that there's not more talking, yeah. and then there's talk story one, two, and three, and they're real, real short, mm -hmm. real super short. You know that they just mm -hmm. cut it up. Why they even? And he's got he's he's uh, these are his own compositions, some of them, and uh, and it's funny, it's in instrumental, but it's about something. Mm -hmm. You yeah. get out there and tell you this long story, what it's about. And it's on a uke. It's an instrumental. It's on a ukulele. What are you talking about? I mean, there's you one, might as well. Five dollars unleaded. Yeah. yeah. Here's the story. He goes through this whole story talking about how this is five dollars unleaded. Driving with his dad. And you drive with your dad and you, everything's your full tank of gas and everything's great and everything's fast. And then suddenly you, you run out of gas. Or you're and running out. You're yeah. running out, so you're all worried and things kind of change. And then you go to the gas station, you fill up, and he says, makes a point of saying, glug, glug, glug. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said, it gets fast again. I'm thinking, it's kind of weird. He happens. Glug, glug, glug. And then he goes on to play the song, and then there's actually a part in the song where he, he plays this glug, glug, glug yeah. sound on a ukulele. Yeah, glug, 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 glug. And then you do exactly what he's talking about. So it all fits in with the story that he told. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. And he has another one about... Uh, this is one that I wrote uh, about having too many Shirley Temples when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Really? It's called Shirley T. Yeah, me and Shirley T. Yeah, Yeah, there are a lot of skeptical people around us going, Shirley Temples? (laughs) What, he had a sugar high or something? That's the only thing I can think of. He either got sick on the syrup or he had a sugar high. Or he thought he was drunk, like the kids on Arrested Development, I think it was. Well, I thought he was going to say something about not knowing about the alcohol or something, but he said he didn't know that Shirley Temple was a real person. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of <laughs> kids these days. That's why they when you go they they call them Hannah Montana's, right? Do you guys serve Hannah Montana's? No, is there something for that too? Do you call them Shirley Temples to kids? Shirley Temples. I didn't know. There's Hannah Montana's now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you go to a restaurant and they're like, you have a Shirley Temple. They go, we'll bring in a Hannah Montana. And the kids are all like, ooh, I'm having a Hannah Montana. Oh. And it used to be a Daniel Boone for the boys. What well, What was your favorite then, song? Uh, oh, we oh, not done. Sorry. I was going back into the chronology of the night, but if you want to talk about oh, the concert, no, no. I was well. Now that we did this playlist, I was just saying what you're. I don't know if I, by far, Bohemian Rhapsody. It's got to be. It was just yeah, that was awesome. I did really like the the two Beatles songs together for some mm-hmm. reason. I really enjoyed that. Of course, Guitar Gently Weeps was awesome. Yeah, yeah. But you knew that going in, so that was more. But Five Dollars Unleaded was cool. Yeah, there were a lot of songs. That was a strong part of the show. And I really liked the Blue. Blue Roses. Blue Roses Falling was a pretty cool song. Mean Shirley T turned out to be a really cool song. Uh, Guitar Gently Weeps, uh, $5 Unleaded, and, uh, but probably the the song that was still in my head the next day was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. That was the one I I was most eager to hear again off my recording, my unauthorized recording. Yeah, that's true. Based on that. So impressive. I didn't care for up. the Japanese folk songs so much. Yeah, that's on the live one, too, and I kind of yeah. skip over that. Yeah. That's I mean, uh, yeah. the Sakura Sakura yeah. song? Yeah. It does sound like a Japanese. Yeah, and I'm like, Japanese. why do you have to do this Japanese? <laughs> and I'm like, Japanese. But we were told, <laughs> don't listen to we it. Were told that Jake was going to be outside signing stuff, so, of course, we had to line up and, and wait. And just as we're walking out, Jake happened to walk by, and my... My speedy reflexes. My first words were, "Hey!" <laughs> and he looked over and you know gave it, gave a thumbs up or something. And he, he patted me on the arm and he started p- patting other people on the arm. Hey, do you know who he? That are? sounds like the Japanese. That's the Japanese song. It's, it's a ukulele. Oh. <laughs> That's my belly dancing song. Except she was facing the wrong way. Yes. <laughs> Her ass dancing. But I got a kick out of thinking about it afterwards. Do you know who Jake you walks, are? Jake walks right by me instead of saying, "Hey, great, great concert! That was that was awesome." I, I think go, I did. Did I say that? Hey, because I, I say that to every artist that passes me. Yeah, yeah, good job. Because I said that to Josh. Yeah, the first time you were there was that your first, our first visit. I think it was. I patted him on the shoulder as he walked. Good, good show. Nice job. I'm really, really glad I went. I mean, I got to sit next to the stage. I only missed a couple songs. It was worth it. $22 with the fees and everything. 22 bucks. Really? 
I called. That's why I called and talked to the students. Yeah, we did it through Ticketmaster. It's a nice $9 fee on a $20 ticket. That sucks. I think I still have, yeah, I have my tickets. Yeah, they have a weird setup sometimes. Yeah, I got one. Yeah, the ARC, if you want a ticket stub, you pick up for general mission. You pick them up after the show. Yeah, it's really strange. They, they take your entire ticket when you go in if yeah. you have general, general admission. But then after the concert, they put all the general admission tickets into a bucket, and if you want you know, a souvenir of the show, you just grab one of the general admission tickets. It's strange that they take your old ticket, but it's strange, nicely strange, that they, they let you take yeah, a stub it's kind of cool. That they actually were thoughtful thought, enough. Yeah, they're thoughtful it. enough to... Mm-hmm. To leave you a chance to get a souvenir ticket stuff because I was kind of I was a bit uh, taken aback when they took my entire ticket when I first went there. So I always said that place is wonderfully pretentious. <laughs> but we got. Uh, I bought a membership. That's right. <laughs> through <laughs> December, through twenty oh nine. You get you get memberships for a memberships. semester at a time. Yeah, no, it's only good to the end of this. It's a semester at a time. It's like a lodge or something. You have to have a member. You have to be a member to get alcohol. And you have to, you have to, you have to sign your buyer. name and everything and who you're buying a drink for. Yeah. Even you know, the guest that you brought. It's all part of the rules. So what did you say for me? I wrote your name down. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something. No. I didn't get to have a drink. They, they, they say me see, but they didn't have a beer waiting for me. <laughs> Even though what there was, the hell? I told you I, had, I was who's to say Who's to say we didn't, and you just took too long? <laughs> I saw a little fender bender in the parking lot. It cost me one or two minutes in getting in the place. Yeah, Fighting over parking spots. But I, I'm just really glad I did it. And we got to meet Jake after the show. Yeah, got the photo taken. Yeah, we got a photo, which is already on the... The uh, Wasting Away blog at wastingaway.net, and Schmo handed over one of our business cards. So. Oh yeah, so that's right. It made it made it to Jimmy. You guys that's, exactly. That's the first thing that Jake did yeah. when he went to Charlottesville, Virginia, is hand over our business. Exactly. Card. He uh, might have been on the pre-interview. <laughs> did you listen? Yeah. Show actually, it's kind of funny because uh, Jimmy makes fun of the Springsteen deal, saying Detroit, Ohio. But he doesn't say Detroit. He just says Charlottesville, Charlottesville, Ohio, and he's he's making fun of that. So that's we're like, there's kind of an oblique North Coast reference there. And then Jake shows up during the pre-interview, and and they're talking about Jake's been on tour. So there's kind of an oblique North Coast reference there, although Jake never mentioned uh, performing in Michigan. I'm gonna go with him showing him our card. Yeah, they just didn't make so, it into the So we're like, interview. we're one sentence away from being mentioned twice. Wow. Jake. Get one thing to do. <laughs> right. I know, we gotta... We wrap... I yeah. wrote it, I had a joke, I had a nice little joke, Jennifer was gonna be in it, and it's sitting on the printer. I gotta get to work early tomorrow, thank God, and I'm taking off the damn printer. And we need more embarrassing stories, Shmo, so come on. <laughs> I know, I saw it. I did. I, I, I was wearing this to work today, but I had a nice sweater over the t- this shirt, this podcast Wasting Our Away Wasting North Away Coast shirt. So, so during be available at schmozcantina.com. <laughs> and uh, during my one to three meeting in this hot room, and then actually one to four meeting, 
in the middle, I'm hot, so I take off the sweater, put it on my desk, and because we're just meeting around the table, I don't care, I got this shirt on. Well, now I forget, you know, and I walk, I go out there and go to the bathroom. And I actually did get self-conscious. Like, I'm just wearing this T-shirt, and it's got this writing on it. I really shouldn't be walking around outside of the conference room and all that. And I walk out, and my boss's boss's boss walks (laughs) by. And I'm like, oh, I got this shirt on. And she walks by and goes, hey, how you doing? We used to work together. She's she's on the fast track, and I'm on the flat track. So she's a, she walks by, and her breeze actually causes me, like, that felt funny. And my, my fly was wide open. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so there we go. I'm walking out. The barn door's wide open. She gave me such a nice smile. Hey, how's it going? But she's probably wondering, what's this guy walking around in a T-shirt and jeans <laughs> for at work? She's dressed real nice, and... Uh, and his flies just wide open. <laughs> kind of felt to put my hand down there without looking down. Like, holy shit. Is he here to change the light bulbs? <laughs> He's practicing for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> There's a full wastebasket over there, uh, young man. Uh, would you uh, empty it out for us, please? <laughs> and XYZ. <laughs> so there's my little funny true story of the day. Not as, not as terrible as... I just figured, ah, what difference does it make? <laughs> so he's just, just going to whip it off. off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I walked back and, and I told everybody in the meeting what just happened. You'll never guess what just happened. Well, you had to let it breathe. Well, with that, so long, everybody. I got a long drive. That's life on the North Coast. That's life on the North Coast. That's life on the North Coast. Wasted away. Great show, just amazing performance. Great show, great show. I like touring with Buck. Oh, I love it. Big show. Yeah. And we missed you in August. Scary though, you know, like playing it for that We missed you in August, but you had a good excuse because you were at Lincoln Center that night. The night Jimmy came to to Michigan. Oh yeah, yeah, that's. So you know, we'll buy that as an excuse. (laughs) But we did miss you. We saw you the, like the year before, I think. You, oh yeah, you were here. Yes, he was with the night took my daughter to show. She liked it. Thank you. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, if you don't mind. It was always a dream of mine to play there. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, it was so funny because you know Jimmy was like, I guess you can go. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>